Mr. Luke Clayton. It is springtime. Spring turkey hunts are still going on in some areas. Some areas, I guess, are just about to start. Spring, spring bear season going on in certain areas, particularly up in Canada. But you know what? Right now is, is not only the hunting good, hog hunting's always good, because I want to come back to that in just a little bit. But right now is an absolutely fantastic time to take your rifle out. If you're going to switch scopes, you know, get a new scope. Of course, I've got some Trigicons coming in that I'm putting on some of my favorite rifles. But right now is a great time to get really familiar with the rifle. And you can go out and shoot even in the same country that you're going to be hunting deer in later on probably is a good place to start and learn how to shoot that rifle and learn the capabilities. Where I was going with all this is I want to know what your favorite caliber is. I know that you hunt deer and you hunt hogs, but let's talk about deer hunting a little bit, and I want to come back to something else that I just found out about some of the some of the different guns that are out there. You know, Larry, that is a uh, a question that man. There's uh, my favorite caliber. You know, <laughs> for hunting deer, uh, I, I, I've I've hunted deer so long and with so many different <laughs> calibers that uh of course i started like most people of our age group i started with a 30 30 that was my first deer rifle absolutely um, same here i feel comfortable honestly and I, I killed a bunch of deer with a little um a model 88 a winchester model 88 243 i mean it was the only gun i, I graduated from a 30 30 and it was a family gun that actually my aunt hunted with and and I inherited it from her when she became too old to hunt. Uh, a Model 88 243. And I, I, I hunted with that thing, oh, all through my 20s into my 30s. And, and then I started expanding out. I went from, I went from that. My next deer rifle was a, was a, uh, a seven, 7 mag, which was exactly what I did not need for that close order woods hunting <laughs> that I was doing. <laughs> not nothing knocking a seven mag it's an awesome flat shooting oh, packs a wallop but for shooting a deer 40 yards away it might not be your ideal cartridge so i don't know i i've just fallen in love with the with the 270 maybe because i'd shot everything but a 270 until i was probably up way up into my 40s and then i, I thought man every texan in the world's hunting with a 270 i never have even killed a deer with one so, uh, right now, when I go deer hunting, I grab my 270 with some Hornady ammo, and I go, uh, yeah, I've got it, so I keep, I shoot it year-round, make sure it's on. That's, that's, I guess, 270, Larry. Now, if I had to, right now, that's my go-to deer rifle, cartridge. That's, that's your go-to deer yeah. rifle? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, that's one of the, I, I'm kind of stuttering here because there are too many things I want to talk about. I know, uh, I know it. Uh, you're you're right. The 270 course was made really, really popular by Jack O'Connor, who mm-hmm. wrote for Outdoor Life for many, many years. Incidentally, there is a Jack O'Connor Museum up in uh, Lewiston, Idaho, and every year they have a a kind of an honorary honorary type thing going on to kind of honor some of the things that O'Connor did. And if you haven't ever read his stuff, Google it and, and read oh, it. Yeah. He's one of the most fantastic writers. Well, this year I'm one of their their speakers at that particular event. So, oh, boy. Uh, when you mentioned the 270, which I knew you were going to, you know, it, it brings back many great memories in, in terms of reading what O'Connor had to say about that particular caliber and round and 
but then the fact that I'm going to be able to get to go up there. But you're right. For years, I shot a 270. Of course, started out with a, with a 30-30, and my dad's model 94 Winchester, and I had a bolt-action Savage 340 that um, I saved up money to combine, I mean, from working cattle and, and hauling hay and big post holes and mm-hmm. all that other kind of stuff. And, and I shot, shot it, and then as soon as I could, had enough money to where I could buy a 270, of course, I, I did that. But... And every once in a while, I still go back to that same old original 270. The years that I worked as a research biologist for the first part of my career, I had a 257 Roberts that we used as a collection rifle. And gosh, I've shot unbelievable rambles with it. Then it became a 280, and then it was this, and then it was that. Then one year when I was on staff with uh, Shooting Times years ago, the, one of the guys from Winchester Ammo uh, came to me and he said, uh, he said, Larry, he said, what we want to do, he said, we got a project we've talked over with the editor, with Jim Paquette, and we want you to take a, a 30 off 6 and want you to try to shoot most everything you can in North America over a period of a year. So um, I shot a ton of different animals, uh, everything from, oh gosh, elk was probably the biggest of the animals that I shot. Uh, caribou, of course, and, and then a lot of deer and a lot of bear and everything kind of in between all that with that with that thirty out six. Interestingly, too, since I mentioned the thirty out six, I just saw something from the Boone and, Clock, Boone and Crockett record book people, Boone and Crockett uh, Club, um, professional member there, and I got a little bit of a, uh, information as to what was the most often used caliber round in all the record book animals and it happened to be a 30 off six so those are old guns now 30 off six 270 all those guns are approaching you know that hundred year mark mm-hmm. of things and there's some new guns out there too that are pretty good but those older guns are there's nothing wrong with them and there's a whole lot of things right with them you know uh I- the the six point five and I am no ballistics expert, folks. Uh, Larry is, but I just shoot them, you know. <laughs> but that six that six point five. <laughs> what I like to do. You, you and I were on a on a hunt out in West Texas, you know, uh, with uh, 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 Brian uh, Davis, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Brian Davis and and uh, and his buddies out there. Well, I had a, a scope foul up on me while I was out there. And I'd, I'd heard so much about the Golden Boy, the 6.5. You know, I'd never even shot one. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't bring a backup rifle because I knew there'd be plenty of rifles down there, honestly. Oh, yeah. But my scope fouled up on me. And uh, I actually missed a buck. You know, well, you probably remember. Uh, shot, yes, sir. Shot, I mean, you know, I can miss with the best of them. But this shot I shouldn't have missed. And it checked it out. The scope was went went crook on me went went messed up so so <laughs> he, he said he says luke uh, i needed i wanted some venison too and, and there was a surplus of does and uh, yes. you, you of course you remember all this because you were there but he said use my 6.5 and i said man i've never shot one of these and he he said well you're going to like it and so he showed me the cartridge i liked it the, the way the the longer bullet you know the design on it and all that this look looked like it'd be a deadly uh deer cartridge well I shot a couple of does with it, and then I got home and started studying on the 6.5, the trajectory, the way it holds up downrange, and the, the, the bullet, the, the the coefficient, you know, it's just a loaded right with the proper bullets. That is a round that if I was looking for a new one, I probably would look hard at that, Larry, you know? 
there's a lot of folks that are absolutely endeared and love the 6.5 Creedmoor, which of course was a kind of a creation by the by Hornady. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I think the loads that you were using were the 142-grain ELDX, which is a bullet that uh, Hornady designed using Doppler radar and, and all those other kind of things with all the new technology that's available. And You, you mentioned it's got a very high uh, ballistic coefficient and also most 6.5s. And interestingly, over the years, it's a 6.5. The only other 6.5 that ever did well for a while in the States was a 264 Winchester Magnum from a few years ago. Over the years, prior to that 6.5 Creedmoor, uh, there were a few 6.5 by 55 Swedish guns, and one of my favorites, by the way, but uh, that uh, kind of show. But the beauty of those 6.5 bullets is is they accept a very long bullet, so that yeah. long bullet becomes very stable at you know, at longer ranges as well, too, and and travels quite well, even in kind of in more bad conditions sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's a 6.5 Creedmoor. Is, I've shot a fair amount of game with it. Probably the biggest thing I've shot was about a 300-pound whitetail in, in Canada. and uh, But it is a heck of a cartridge that, uh, that most people love because I've, I've looked at some of these people or talk to some of the people and, and uh, I was interested to see what somebody's shooting and what kind of load they're using and what kind of rifle scope you know all those other good kind of things and what I found is that with the 6.5 Creedmoor you've got those folks that swear it's the best there is and then you got a folk, few folks that swear at it because they <laughs> think it's, it's not a really good cartridge but that kind of makes for some really fun discussions as so many people I know that are listening to this that have spent time around campfires and, you know, the question comes up, you know, what are you shooting kind of thing? Yeah, right. Again, next guy goes, oh, man, I love it. Another guy goes, that's a piece of junk. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I've been there. I've been around those campfires too, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, those are absolutely fantastic, uh, you know, things to talk about. We, we've seen, you know, the PRC uh, rounds come out. I've got a 300 PRC and a Ruger number one, which is one of I think the only one that was ever built from back when I was with Ruger, and the six point five PRC as well too, and, and there's some other. And those are precision rifle cartridges, and they were kind of designed for some of the long range shooting that people are doing these days. But they're also extremely good hunting cartridges as well they, too. They are. And, yep. Particularly when it comes to good ammo, and of course you and I both use Hornady. Now, I, I, I shoot hogs with everything from, oh my gosh, from handguns with uh, 44 mags, particularly and with using the 240-grain XTP Hornady bullets, which I've found to be very accurate in every 44 mag revolver that I've ever put it through. You shoot a lot of hogs, and you, you're very precise in your shot placement. But I know that you've been using the 223 quite a bit, and you're, you're shooting those hogs primarily to eat, not just to get rid of them. What are you using in that 223? Yeah, Larry, I do, uh, and and I race some hackles sometimes. Oh, in my, I, I do the, an outdoor column that's you know syndicated here in Texas in a bunch of newspapers, and 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 I get some feedback when I'm writing about particular things. And oh yeah, I, uh, I use a two a little 223 with the Hornady full bore. It's it's the name on the box, full bore, and I think it's like forty seven grains or forty six grains. I'm not sure. One I think of the it's two. Forty seven, if I can remember yes, correctly. Yes, sir. I think I think it's forty seven grain, but it's full bore is the name of it. B O A R, 
Um, and I've been using this for the past several years. And, and this is not bragging on any shooting, but the last – I don't get out in, in the open fields with a heavy caliber and see and shoot at running hogs. I, that's just not the way I hunt them. I shoot them one at a time, you know what I mean? Right. I want to – and I'm basically shooting them for meat. But that little cartridge in that two twenty three. when I tell people, well, that's the cartridge, that the caliber I use. And I've killed them with everything from a bow to, you know, air gun, you know. But – but that's what I—that's my go-to. I've got a a, a, a scope, Knight's thermal night scope, uh, made by AGM Rattler. That I—it's lethal at night. So right. I will take that and go out and uh, and shoot them right behind the jaw. And it's shot placement, but they don't run. They go—they go down. And the last 31 that I've shot, uh, this has been over oh two and a half year period. I just kind of, for fun, I keep track, you know. Right, exactly. But, but that bullet, that little bullet, it, of course, if you, now, on on the other side of the scale, had I shot that hog with a thirty out 6 a 6.5, or .243, uh, 218B, uh, whatever, <laughs> it, it would have done the same thing. But But the bullet... Is 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 what's performing there in that little two twenty three that Hornady bullet? That's that's what that's what I attribute that that hog being straight down on the ground because it expands and most of the time it never exits the other side of the hog unless it's a right. big bigger hog. So, yep, that's what I use, Larry. You know that it, it, you're right, and it, shot placement becomes paramount in all that. You need to have placed the shot precisely so it does some damage either. To the to the system as far as the spinal cord is concerned, or you know the heart and lung area to the vitals kind of thing. So you're doing that, but you're also using a bullet that performs. It doesn't poke all the way through. Mm-hmm. It doesn't explode on impact. Kinds of, some of the bullets are fairly frangible, so yeah. you know they hit something and they go to pieces. That that particular bullet that you're using in that uh, 223, and it's kind of a controlled expansion kind of thing, and it does an absolutely fantastic job. And probably if it were legal, and in, in, I know some states you have to have something larger than the 223, but uh, you know for the most part, if you're going to be out there just trying to harvest venison, meaning shooting does and those kind of things, uh, maybe not huge, huge body bucks, but that those two twenty three years ago, we used to use this collection rifle as well, too. And, and, of course, every animal that we shot, we did complete necropsies, so we got to see shot placement and also bullet performance kind of thing. But those smaller calibers like that, particularly when it comes to shooting does, to me, man, they're they're fantastic. You bet. Yep, it's it's uh it's a sweet shooting little gun, a little two twenty three and I don't know, you know how, how you'll you'll get uh uh you know, you'll just pick a pick a rifle that you like and I shoot a little it's called a little patrol rifle, a little bolt action uh mm-hmm. rifle and you've seen it, it looks like it's been through World War Three, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it still shoots good. Larry, we're about out of time for our visit with all of our friends this week, but man, it's like always it's it's like a visit around the campfire. Certainly nothing uh, rehearsed, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we look for everybody joining us right back here next week. And uh, no telling where we'll go. You know, we, we've talked a little bit about bear hunting and a few other things going on right now. And before we get off of here, I just want to remind everybody that they can go to dscf.org. We've got our DSC Foundation Gala coming up June the 4th. And 
by golly, we really appreciate your support. You can bid online on some of the most fantastic hunts and guns ever created, if you will. And look forward to uh, having people go to that website and learn a little bit more about it. And if they can't be there, they can bid online. And, and uh, beyond that, we'll keep reminding folks until we finish with that. But uh, thank you all for joining us, everybody. We'll be right back here. We think we're doing things right now next week. <laughs> 